0: All right, so this is the Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel Tilluk. It's your main
1: man here, double to that H, half to that hope.
0: We do it every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, SoundCloud, Twitter. If you're listening on an Apple device, subscribe. You can leave us a five-star review. If it's a five-star review, we'll read it on the show. Carl's at work, I guess, so he's not here this week. Maybe he'll be back next week. So what do you want to talk about, man? Like It's one of those weird weeks where... I don't think there's been a major transfer. There's been like preseason football. Like to be honest, I think the hottest topic is definitely this whole
1: Mourinho thing. You know, because I'm literally I'm just discussing and having an argument with United fans about is this a parallel of of Mourinho's third season with Chelsea where it was a crap preseason, he was really grumpy, and could the same thing happen right now at United? Because for me, I feel United. I think it could get very nasty for United, man. Who knows, United could somehow just go unbeaten and just grind out games 1-0, 2-1. But the optics tell me that Fred Flintstone, that's the only guy that you bought. So the midfield is still dodgy. The, the defence is, is a joke. Lukaku, you're still relying on Lukaku. And Martial looks to be on his way well. So I think if this swap happens when Martial goes to Chelsea and William goes to United, then, I mean, it, it might be a wrap for, for for Mourinho at United.
0: I want that to happen so bad.
1: No, 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 okay that is great for Chelsea, man. If Chelsea can pull that off, get Martial, take away William, I mean, Chelsea, then look, man. Let, like, and with or without, well, obviously, it's not going to be with Hazard because Hazard ain't leaving this close to the transfer window ending, man. So if you give me Hazard, Pedro, Martial as a front three, that's as tasty. But what, William, Lukaku, and Sanchez?
0: Nah, I'm like right. Someone asked us, let me see if I can find the question. False nine, I can't pronounce your at. It's T E Z Ski. Yes, in your opinion, if you gave Jose Mourinho the said players he wants for United, basically an unlimited budget, does he still have the man management skills, coaching, and or tactical now to win a Premier League or a Champions League? So basically, if we give Mourinho everything he wants, can he still win things? Easily, for sure. For sure. 100% for sure. But management doesn't
1: work like that. Not everybody's as fortunate as Pep Guardiola, who the, the guy's a, a fraud. He always gets what, what he wants. So <laughs> you have to be realistic and be like, the whole point of management is, in most cases, you're going to manage the situation you're in. Okay, I don't have all the players I have. So, with the players I have, how can I get these guys to win with the players I have? So you can't enforce your philosophy onto players by, like, okay, look, I can't get this guy. I can't get that guy. All right, but who do I have? This is what I have. These are their strengths, these are their weaknesses. Okay, boom. Let's let, let's try and work out a way in which we can create a strategy just to win games. And then we'll see what will happen when the next window comes. But yeah, for sure. If you give Mourinho an average age of 25-26, you give him a great finisher, a great winger, a quality, tough defense with wing backs, he will he will he will grind out games 1-0, 2-1, And if he'll be able to go up to to, to the Pep. Zero zero at the Etihad, win one-zero at, at at Old Trafford and go 15-16 games on beating and roll and can kind win the league. If you give him his players, like a tough defense and an older team, a much more mature team with a playmaker, a finisher, boom.
0: We need to have a conversation quickly just yeah. about the way you use words. Do you not use the word like the term fullback? Do you always use wing back no matter what?
1: So basically, for me, if a fullback is a guy who really goes up the wing. Mm. So, literally, he's very, he's much more defensive. Not many teams have fullback. Fullback was really a thing from the 90s. Almost every team you see now play with wingbacks. Like, see, Ashley Young and Valencia are decent fullbacks, and they should really primarily be fullbacks. But they're being employed to play as wingbacks, and they're crappers as playing wingbacks. So, fullback, the term fullback doesn't even really exist anymore because most teams play, out, play with wingbacks. You don't really see any team from back to the day that play with a flat four who
0: sits deep and very rarely actually attack on the wing. So, No, because I always, I always hear you say wing back. And like in my mind, that means like a back three, like you have your three center backs and mm. then the two defenders who are on the wings. But I feel like people might get that conflated when you talk about it. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, and, and also for those people that get confused, you know, screw them, you know. But <laughs> they, you know, but you but you may probably be right. You may probably be right, as in like I think you're right. That's like a wing back is someone that actually plays a bit more higher up and plays, and we have a a three a three at the back. That is really the yeah. for me. Like,
0: yes, like, yeah. So basically, like Alonso and Moses, if we know the Chelsea system from Conte, those would have been wing backs, right? Yeah. But then if you go to mm-hmm. like Mourinho's old system of, like, four at the back, then Aspilicueta and Ivanovic would have been fullbacks. But anyway, it was just something that I noticed that you say. But your explanation does kind of make sense. Like, calling Marcelo a fullback, like, yeah, maybe,
1: but... That makes no sense. Calling Marcelo a fullback, that's crazy to call him a a fullback. Thank you that you brought that up. How the hell do you call Marcelo a fullback? <laughs> I mean, come on.
0: But anyway, um, so do you remember your point or did I make you forget? Wait, 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 wait. What were we talk, talking about? If we gave Mourinho the freedom of the planet to do what he wanted, could he still win things? Yes. I'm not so sure anymore with Mourinho, bro. We've seen the best of Mourinho, basically. Like, the best is in the past. 2004 or 2003 even through 2009, 2010, and maybe 11 if you want to say. That's peak Mourinho. But the past seven years have been like he's living off his reputation and not really so much any innovation. Again, if you give him the players he wants, like all the players he wants, let's give him Perisic, let's give him whomever. Yeah, maybe, maybe he can get, maybe he can win a Premier League. But Champions League, I don't know. I don't know if Perino's ever going to win a Champions League again. You never know, man. You never. Know. Not, obviously, obviously, we never know. But I just feel like the game is kind of passing him by in a way. You know, because it still seems like he wants the same formula that he's been using, just like a a big target man, center forward, strong central defense, if he can get it, a midfield that's more about power than skill. Look, for me, I think Mourinho's strategy,
1: in my view, is still a a winning strategy. I don't think it can ever be outdated because I think his strategy is still a winning strategy, i.e. we are tough to break down and we try and use a very economical way of trying to break down teams and, and scoring. I think that is still a winning strategy that isn't reliant on like, oh, this is a philosophy. So you give them the right players, they will be able to employ that
0: to win games. Let's take the World Cup that just happened, right? France kind of had that same mentality. Like, we're going to be hard to hard to score against. And if you give us great players like Pogba, like Mbappe, like Griezmann, whomever, we're going to have enough talent to get goals. And that's mm. what they did. They, they won the World Cup. To win a Champions League, though, it almost goes to your point, right? Like the, the, the degree of difficulty with the World Cup. Mm. It's it's more tough because there's only one game, especially when, once you get into the knockout rounds. Mourinho trying to get nil-nils in the first leg away and then coming back home to beat a Real Madrid, a Barcelona, um, a Bayern Munich, and Atletico Madrid. Like, I don't think that works anymore. What he tried to do with Sevilla, well, he just, all right, we're just going to par the first leg and come to Old Trafford and see if we can win. The same thing he did with Chelsea in the semifinal in, I think, 2014, where we went to Atletico Madrid. We got a 0-0 on the first leg, came back with the most disgraceful lineup I've ever seen in my life um, in that second leg in that semifinal. And we got B3-1. I think his mentality in terms of just Champions League football, really, if it was single elimination, maybe he could be able to get away with it, like what Deschamps did. But the fact that you have to beat the best teams in Europe over the course of 180 minutes... I don't think that strategy can work anymore because you waste so much time basically saying, I don't want to score a goal, especially in away legs when an away goal, maybe it's not worth two, but it's worth like 1.5. If you want to say it like that, Like you can't just waste those minutes saying, all right, we'll just take a 0-0. Zero, zero. If anything, he needs to rethink that. And if he rethinks that, maybe he's so stuck in his way that I don't think that's ever going to change. And I think that's going to be to his
1: detriment moving forward. Maybe not to the same points, but it was the same kind of idea In 2010, when they won the Champions League and they got the treble.
0: That's not the same case almost a decade later. And if he's still trying the same things he was trying a decade later, that's not exactly good, which is why I relate him to Wenger in a way. Like what Wenger did between 98 and 2006, amazing. But you take 2006 to 2018, where he basically keeps trying the same things over and over, trying to make Theo Walcott the next Henry and so on and so forth. You have to evolve with the times or the times eat you. And I think we might be seeing that with Mourinho. That his only benefit is that he's Manchester United manager for now, and that means he's going to have cash to maybe get who he wants. I read somewhere that Ed Woodward is going to be like, "All right, we'll we'll give you seventy mil for Willian." That would that would never happen with Wenger. Like he's never just going to get seventy mil to spend on one player. But maybe Mourinho can get away with it. I don't know. Someone asked the question: Chelsea and Arsenal sleeper teams this year in the Premier League. Which one do you see most likely to capitalize if one of City, United, Spurs, Liverpool were hypothetically to mess up and drop out of the top four next season? That's from The Only Taps. More likely to get into the top four, I guess would be his question. Chelsea or Arsenal? You have two managers coming in mm. who are going to
1: come and bring in a whole, almost a whole new system and way of playing and a different setup from their previous managers. So there is no way of knowing how it's going to work out. Because, yeah, Emery is not that different from Wenger, but he's different enough. Sari is completely different from, from Conte. It's exciting because of other, wow, I'm really looking forward to see how Chelsea and Arsenal do after let's see, the first 10 or 12 games. But then only after you see the first 10 or 12 games, then you can say, okay, all right, okay, I think these guys
0: can maybe be here after 38. Do you know what I was thinking earlier? Just, this doesn't answer the question, but it's just something that you brought up. This might have been like the best time... For Chelsea to get sorry after an international competition because playing with five at the back for Chelsea for two years basically you get ingrained in that and it might be difficult for you to move out of that frame of reference when you're playing with five defenders in a specific Conte system right then you Hmm. take all of these players whether it's like Conte, Giroud, Hazard whomever I, I know Belgium played back five to a certain extent but you take all of those international players you give them to their to their international teams like Conte's been playing in a 4-3-3 system like that's good for him to actually have that with france and then come into it with sorry like i feel like some of these players at chelsea at least have had some time at least with their their international teams to kind of warm up to the idea of playing in a system that more resembles saris than it does contes so i feel like that's a an added benefit to having the World Cup, obviously it, it sucks that, you know, those players aren't going to have the biggest preseasons, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, I haven't paid that close attention to Arsenal, I'm not going to lie. Well, they, they they beat PSG 5-1. I didn't watch Arsenal fan TV, which I might do later, but I did see the scoreline. Yeah, but no, it was a bunch of kids, Man, come on, a bunch of kids. Yeah, most of PSG's team is probably still out for yeah. World Cup.
1: I mean, I don't know what Veratti was doing because see, he wasn't at any World World Cup,
0: so why wasn't he playing? <laughs> Italy didn't make it. <laughs> but yeah, um, I feel like Sari's probably the better manager of the two, domestically anyway. We can talk about cup competitions and what Emery did with Sevilla and all that, but Emery has the more talented group. Sari
1: has the best player in Hazard. But as yes. a group, I mean you have Lacazette. You have Obama Yang. You have Ozil. Ramsey, put the right way is a quality player. So, just those four are dynamites. Apart from Hazard and Kante, I mean, Morata Mar- Mar- is... I still believe in him, but he's a... Fabregas, I think he's a brick. Bakayoko, you all know what I think of him. Alonso, eh. Pedro, eh. Cahill is trash. Um, Christensen is still young and up on... So, apart from Hazard and Kante, those are the guys I can vouch for. Lacazette is quality. Obama Yang is a top three, top four striker. Ozil... When he wants to be kind the best playmaker in the world. Ramsey mm. is a very good attacking mid-midfielder. I just think that the the more quality group is in Emery terms. hence what, like Sari needs to buy. Emery doesn't need to buy should buy, but he doesn't need to. Sari, when anywhere else that Chelsea into Milan game, I was like, I see what you're doing, but man, you need to buy guys. There are guys needed for this system to work. One touch football is the best way of defeating a defense. Even I even remember when I was like maybe playing football in school. If a team was just playing one-touch, it was bloody hard to get the ball off of them. But if they're spending a lot of time on the ball, then it's easier for you to set up and everything. But the difficulty of a one-touch football is that you have to get the, the guys who are in sync and can play that way technically. So he has to have a group that's, OK, these guys can be on the same wavelength and can really do that one-touch thing. So Because hmm. like there was one bit in that Milan game where they used one-touch from deep in their half and Hutton order was basically released into space after three or four passes where everybody just touched the ball once. And that thing, as I look, it's it's going to take time to really get to the level that Napoli were at. When you look at Emery and Emery's system, I'm like, yeah, he may need a few players, but with what's there, I think he can be able to get these guys playing so close to what he wants to play with the group he already has there. Okay, I got you.
0: Um, So who... In the top four, to this guy's question, do you think it's probably most likely to fall out? Do Manchester United, Tottenham, Liverpool? City obviously won't. But which of those three, I guess, Liverpool, United, or Tottenham, who do you think falls out of the top four or is most likely to? Are we going to say United over Tottenham? At the the moment, United. Hmm. At the moment right now, United. Mourinho might
1: be the first manager to get sacked. Well, He might be the first first? manager to get sacked. You see, probably the first of the major clubs. But okay. he may just be the first. Like this may be Chelsea
0: <laughs> all over again, man. It's yeah. I'm not gonna say it's not possible. Um, The Gowan says, "What should Chelsea do with the Hazard money? Should they sell him?" Also, a player swap idea of the week: Hazard and Courtois for Navas, Bale, and Isco. Player swaps never happen, rarely anyway. Like the how many player swap deals can we really think of? Like if you remove Alexis from Mkhitaryan, Edso, Edso, Abramovich, basically That is the worst, the
1: worst player swap in the history of the game. The worst. (laughs) Pep, are you that racist to get rid of (laughs) Eto? I mean, like, I I know you're racist, but are you that racist (laughs) to get rid of your main striker? Because if it wasn't for Eto, if it wasn't for that black guy, you probably would have lost that Champions League final to United in 2008.
0: No, nine, nine. Yeah, yeah, 2009. Because 08 was United-Chelsea. united Oh, okay. 09. Yeah, you
1: know, a lot of times 09. Because people forget, man. Because Etta won back-to-back trebles.
0: Etta won back-to-back trebles. Yeah? In 2009 and 2010. Oh, yeah. Wow.
1: That's crazy. (laughs) So, literally, the season that you swap him out, he wins a treble. Oh, man. (laughs) That that, that has to be... that's, be
0: that's sweet,
1: an L that's, that's a big L that's an L oh that's a huge L and Pep
0: Guardiola yeah so Clown. Hazard and Courtois for Navas, Bale and Isco there's no way that Madrid is going to give up Isco I don't think Navas probably doesn't want to leave and I don't know if Chelsea want Bale really I don't know if he fits into ball. I don't know about that swap idea what should Chelsea do with the money should Hazard go Um, it's going to be really really it's going to be close because I don't know if they have enough time with two weeks. Maybe they do. Maybe you just look at what Hudson-Odoi is doing and be like, look, if we can make this guy our, an Mbappe, like British Mbappe, or Ghanaian Mbappe, depending on who you are, maybe maybe we can let him go and see what this Callum Hudson-Odoi is saying. Maybe we can look at maybe Zaha or someone like that. But there's no equal replacement out there that you're just going to pay money to and get like a player of Hazard's quality. Like That's not going to happen. So what do we do with the money? I have no clue. If it's going to be around 200 mil, maybe you just save that money, see what happens in January. Maybe like Pulisic, somebody like that. Maybe Yeah, but, but Liverpool want to get him though. So Liverpool have a, the advantage there because they're owned by Americans. So they would make yeah. more sense. Like LeBron James owns pieces of Liverpool. like It would make sense that they have like the greatest American talent possibly ever.
1: Wait, wait so, yeah. what, do you, what do you mean wait, what do you mean by possibly? He is the greatest American player of all time already.
0: <laughs> He's like what? He's not even 20. Is he? Yeah, and he is <laughs> he
1: is don't give me Donovan or Bran McBride. He is the greatest American football player of all time already. So
0: I don't know that many American footballers really. Um Alexei Lalas, Landon Donovan, Bran McBride. Those are the only three. Demarcus Beasley. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so if 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 you were Chelsea, what would you do with the hazard cash, bro?
1: So if Hazard is sold, what would I do with the hazard cash?
0: Hmm. Personally, just as, as my final answer, I would look at Zaha really. Since they know we'd have the money, that's probably like 50 million, 55, 60, maybe somewhere in there. Because Crystal Palace would know, like, yo, you just got paid for hazards. So we want a piece of that. But I think I'd go for Zaha and see how that works. If that doesn't work, then maybe next summer you rethink it. But yeah, that would be my quick solution. I like I like Koulibaly,
1: man. Try to get there, see what. Well, try and try and just say what's up with
0: that's, that's gonna happen, man. man. Because have you seen like De Laurentiis was basically like, sorry, tried to sabotage my team by taking everyone with him.
1: Well, yeah, blah blah blah. Just beg him. Just beg him. <laughs> just
0: go on, go, go on, both things. I'm begging. And also, yeah. again, I don't think Chelsea need central defenders. I think we're good there. I don't. I I don't think we need them. Like, there's there's Louise Cahill, Gary Cahill. It, just excluding Cahill, like Rudiger, Christensen, Zuma, Lucas. Well, don't don't, don't don't We don't need and they're trying to buy like Rugani or some other one, Caldera from Juventus. Like, I don't I don't necessarily need see the need to spend money on, on central defenders. Especially like look at your left back situation. Zappacosta or Moses at right back, really. Um Jesus. Hey, easy with Moses, man. Shady McGrady, MFB in three hundred one says: Should more young English players play in other countries like Jadon Sancho and Adamola Lookman in Germany? Yes,
1: and Lookman is actually a Nigerian man. Don't 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 go to England, man. Come back to your country. Don't don't be a traitor.
0: <laughs> I think it's advantageous for people to experience different things and to be exposed to different styles of play, different cultures, different languages. Obviously, in some cases, it can be bad if you're just. I don't know, just overtaken by the culture and it's like too much too soon, like that could obviously be a bad thing, especially if you're dealing with people who are like 16 through 18, say. But I think those potentially negative outcomes are overweighed by the advantages in that if you go to Germany and you learn their style of football, that can only be good for you if many consider like German football being a better brand of football than English football traditionally, right? Mm. Um, so I think if you're that age and you go to a different country, and Germany's pretty English friendly from my understanding of the country. Like you can go there and you can make it without knowing hella German. Um yeah,
1: oh, yeah for sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So like that that culture shock party wouldn't be as much as going maybe like Italy or someplace like that where maybe they don't know the language as much. So Who's the guy from West Ham? Like, Reese Oxford went over there. Like, um, Andres Christensen went there. Obviously, he's Danish, but I think he still counts as a homegrown talent. Just going to Germany, I I think as a broader point, you know how Chelsea kind of have... This is turning into a Chelsea podcast. I apologize, guys. Um, You know how Chelsea have, like, Vitesse in the Eredivisie, where they just send, like, all their... Not all, but a majority of their youth. Not even a majority, damn. Where they send a number of their academy products over there. I feel like it would be more beneficial for clubs to partner with maybe like Bundesliga 2 outfits, basically, and partner in that way. I feel like that would be more advantageous. That's how England will keep failing. Like Italy,
1: Spain, and these guys can remain in their own place because the football is of a high technical standard. So that's Mm -hmm. why Spain was so successful where the, the team was pretty much... like. 2010. Apart from, um, forgotten his name, the right back. The the first team was either Real Madrid or Barcelona. Those teams play a higher technical brand of football than teams in the Premier League. Premier League really is excitement, rush, hit it long, boom, boom, boom. Obviously, it's changing now with Man City and so forth. But that's, that's basically the main thing. So, like for England, I'm just surprised that's not. Like people have to understand the perception when they say. The Premier League is the elite league. That's based on branding, marketing, popularity, the amounts of people who watch it, the mm. amounts of people who support United and so forth. But as far as quality, the quality of football in the Premier
0: League ain't that great. You know? So if if we had to rank the nations technically, where would England mm. rank? Because it would be number one, Spain, and that's shown out by the amount of European trophies that they won won um, in recent years. So I think Spain are number one. And then um, probably then, Germany, number two, Italy, number
1: three. Yep. And then for me, it's literally England and France are almost neck and neck. But
0: if you look at it, how many players in that France team that won the World Cup play in France? I can it's, think it's of them. I can think of Fakir, Mbappe, Tovar, Mandanda, that's a goalkeeper, Areola, That's a goalkeeper. Like, for what? What? My, my point is, if you contrast the amount of French players who play in non-French leagues with the English squad, which every player played in England, the French players have a better footballing education in Spain, in Italy, in England to a, to an extent, in Germany, to where that gives them an advantage in some ways over the, I don't know, just gross. Englishness of the English team. Like it 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 even goes like this. Like Jack Wilshire had the opportunity to go abroad when he when he was, I guess, released from Arsenal. They didn't give him a contract or whatever the case may be. He could have gone to Italy, he could have gone to Spain. I think he has the technical proficiency to play in the league like that. But what did he choose? I'll go West Ham. Like, obviously, there's personal things that he has to grapple with, and you don't just want to leave your family or take your uproot your whole life in some way like that. So maybe staying in London is more beneficial for his mental health, right? But if you just wanted the football education, like just taking this, if you're 18, 19 and you don't have a family to worry about, hopefully go abroad, experience something new. I think that would be advantageous for you. Well, no, and, I, I and your career. that's,
1: that's the issue with a lot of English guys is that mm. they're too, they're far too homely. And I think that's what has really affected them is that they're, maybe it's a fear of going and being exposed ab- ab- abroad, but The fact of the matter is that, as you said, look at France, a lot of the other guys play abroad. So I just think that playing abroad, it helps the national team. Mm. Like, the FA saying, oh no, we need more English players to be playing for the top Premier League clubs in the first team. No, no, no. You need these guys to go out to play for Real Betis, for Sevilla, for Villarreal, for Hoffenheim, for Schalke, and for all of these things because they will. That's how they'll improve. You can't force Guardiola and Emery and Pochettino to to play an English guy in their first team if they're not good enough. <laughs>
0: you you, you know can't what? force them to to, to 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 do that. Like the only diversity that you see from the England team, I don't know if this will make the podcast, but the only diversity you see is on the off chance that someone like Marcus Rashford comes up or someone like Sterling comes up. It's not based on the football, it's more based on like their heritage. So that the players are almost samey unless you get someone like that who's a bit different in terms of their physical attributes in some ways. It, there's not a varied style in and the way that the players play. Like how different is James Milner than Eric Dyer really? How different is Harry well Harry Maguire and John Stones? Yeah they're both ball playing center backs but how different are they really? Like, there's no variance unless you bring in heritage in some ways, and maybe like someone like Sterling sees football differently than someone like James Milner, whoever the case would be. Like, I feel like there needs to be more diversity in a way in England, and that not ter- not in terms of race, but in terms of just like where you learn your football. But whereas some, like someone like Sancho, who's play, who's actually getting minutes at a place like Dortmund, if and when he chooses to come back to England, he's going to have something different. And that's going to be good for him. Like Reese Oxford playing with, I think it was Munch and Gladback Like, that's going to be good for him, and he's going to come back with something different. You you need to be a, a little bit more adventurous, which is ironic that like England English players want to stay in England when the English never wanted to stay in England. Just a little colonialist
1: job there. <laughs> um, natives, read, read that book. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but All right. So I think we got one more question left. Um, Sophon asks: We, as in Madrid, have a striker who scored five goals last season, and another guy <laughs> who we can only rely on to score fifteen.
1: To wait, wait, games. wait, wait, wait. Rewind, 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 rewind. Please, please. Start again. Start again. <laughs> and, and and please just say this very slowly. Please start again. I'm gonna say it
0: slowly. Start, start with, with the guy's name. All right. This is Sofen at Sofen Ha ninety nine. All right, and he says we, as in Madrid, have a striker <laughs> who scored five goals last season, and another guy who we can only rely on for fifteen to twenty games per season due to injuries. What do you think of Real's business this summer and not signing any striker like a Cardi or a left winger like Eden Hazard? <laughs> it's not funny, man. You know You know what's funny. Wait a minute. Okay, how many goals did Benzema actually score? Because <laughs>
1: do you know what makes this so hilarious? This is Real Madrid.
0: <laughs> wow. He scored five goals in 32 games. That's good. He only he only scored 12 goals in all comps last season. Two, <laughs> two of those 12. The Ulrich one, that was a gift. And then Kerry, I don't know what Kerry was thinking in the Champions League final, So he basically scored 10. And the goalkeeper scored those two.
1: <laughs> that's crazy. He scored five in <laughs> league goals. Like, that's, that's insane. Real Madrid are crazy to go into a new season without buying... Basically, I'm shocked. I thought Hazard was going to go... With... If they don't have a major signing, that's, that, that is crazy. If they going into the new season with that team, that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. He had, he had 10 assists last
0: year. So? That's a total of 15 goals. Like, for a striker, that's not good still. But it's not as bad as five. So I I just wanted to be fair to Kareem in that case. Like, he did get double-digit assists for a striker, which is pretty good. I, I think it's odd if Real Madrid don't replace Ronaldo. If it's just like, OK, Asensio, or OK, Isco, or OK, Vasquez, or OK, whomever, it's your time. Like, great. It's a different method of of thinking from Perez in a way, um, kind of going against the kind of Galacticos thing where they're going to try to put a little bit more faith in kids like I can't pronounce is it Vinicus from Brazil that Vin- they brought Vin- in Vin- like Vinicius, Vinicius, Vinicius. Okay, um, yeah, like that seems interesting. So I hope that works, but it seems <sighs> a, a different.
1: I'm coming Do you know how risky that, 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 that is? You hope an 18 year old can carry you for a whole season.
0: I'm not, I'm not saying he's going to carry, but it could be like replace Ronaldo by committee instead of replace him with one man, which I feel like would have been Perez's modus operandi maybe five years ago. It's just, okay, we sell Ronaldo, we go and we buy, couldn't have gotten Neymar five years ago, but we go and buy whomever the biggest name is that's a, a winger available. But now he's just like, all right, we're just going to have Asensio pitching with five more. Benzema can hopefully score 10 more. Um, bail if we can keep him healthy, maybe he can chuck in like 15 18, maybe, especially if he's going to be taking free kicks now. Yeah, like maybe it's just like, yo, we we replaced Ronaldo by committee, and it could be why are we going to spend 150 million on Hazard when next summer we have the, the chance to get Neymar and they basically play the same position? Why don't we just see what happens next season where we or next summer rather where maybe we have a chance to get Neymar? And if we don't, Hazard will be in the last year of his contract, which saves us a little bit of money. Not even a little bit. Like Chelsea would probably, instead of asking for 200, if Hazard only has one year left on his deal, maybe that goes down to like 120, 130. Maybe it's just a long game from Perez, which I don't think we've seen all too often, which is what makes this strange. But it could be smart business because Neymar's more, you would rather have Neymar than Hazard if you're Real Madrid, just based off the branding, just based off his personality Hmm. in world football. So maybe it's like, look, We can string this out for 12 months, and we get to see exactly how good these players are. Like, how good is Asensio really? How good is Isco really? How good is Lucas Vasquez really? This guy we got from Brazil, how good is he really? Let's see. Let's see what Benzema looks like without him trying to defer to Cristiano. Let's see. Let's see what Bale can do without the contrast of Ronaldo on the other side of the pitch. Let's see. Maybe that's what this is. I can't fault him for it. It's strange, but risky. They're going up against a Messi who is pissed. Of because
1: he flopped at the World Cup. Malcolm in the middle, possibly Dembélé. So Barcelona are revved up and ready to go. And if you, if you can give his bill, it's going to send you up against Messi, Coutinho. After that World Cup he
0: had, Malcolm in the middle, Dembélé, the Cannibal. No, I think I'm, I think I'm going with Barcelona, bro. I think. I think Real Madrid, if they don't buy anyone, they need to look out for Atletico as well. Like what what Atletico have done? They're gonna get a full season of Costa. They picked up Lamar, they oh, kept Griezmann. Yeah. Their their team looks good. I can't front. So it's it's not just Barcelona they're gonna to have to contend with if it's if Real Madrid come into the season as presently constituted. Although they might get Courtois, but that's gonna be <laughs> predicated on whether Chelsea can find a replacement within the next however many days. So I guess we can end this here. Um Do you think this season is going to be better than last season? You know what? I
1: can't vouch for... I think La Liga will be interesting. Put it that way. I think La Liga will be interesting. Bundesliga, I think it'll be a wrap. I think Syria is going to be a wrap. I think we are in for a pretty crazy Premier League season. Chelsea and Arsenal, I have no idea what those guys are going to do. I think Mourinho United might be an accident waiting to happen. Liverpool, if those signings work, I think Liverpool are going to be a problem next season. And for Man City, can can he defend the title? It's, yeah, he can defend the title but can he? I still think they're they're going to do. But I think for City, I think Liverpool are going to be saying what's up to, to, to them. I think they're going to be saying they're going to like you know like look, let's talk. Um, so it's going to be an interesting season. You, we, we may have like a three horse race like a match. Come much we may have like three guys. And it's like five, six, seven points between them in, in March. You know, that's what I think. Or that's what I, I hope for.
0: I think people are being optimistic. Overly optimistic. I think it's going to be business as usual. Sim, sim,
1: or sim. Oh, um, Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, no, I told you. Premier League is what I'm looking at.
0: Barcelona are going to win La Liga. I think Real Madrid probably give them a little push. And that's probably going to be the most interesting one. Atletico should be in there, just as we said. Um, France, PSG are gonna win that Bundesliga. It's gonna be Bayern again. Premier League, um, they won by how many points did they win by? Like almost thirty. And what's the other league that I'm forgetting? Serie A is a joke. Like they have the second best player in the world by many people's metrics. So uh,
1: yeah, 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 a lot of cycles. I also remember <laughs> Sari has left now Na- Na- Napoli. This is um, true. Yeah, so. yeah, Ancelotti in Napoli. Yeah, I don't know about that, but.
0: I just think it's the same champions will probably win again. Hopefully, we're wrong because you know, who knows? Maybe there could be a Leicester or a Monaco story. Yeah, stuff, but, but well, how, now, how, how likely is that, bro? man? How likely is that, bro? Unlikely. Um, I think Champions League should be interesting. I don't think Real Madrid are going to win the Champions League, so that, that's that's going to be something to look forward to. <laughs> okay, no.
1: okay,
0: okay, No, 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 no. What no. if
1: what, uh, what if Real Madrid win the Champions League four times in a row? Then Five we cancel, out of then
0: six, then we cancel football. <laughs> <laughs> we could just retire the sport. What's I the thought we were supposed to
1: retire the sports when they won in three times in a row.
0: I thought we were supposed to do it if they won it twice. Like that's weird too. I mean, no, though twice I can take three
1: times in a row. That's when you have to cancel the sports. If uh, they win four in a row, that means they win
0: five of six. That's stupid. <laughs> like that's not supposed to happen. If this is the best club oh, competition it's, it's, on it's the world, stupid, stupid, which it is, stupid. yeah. So no, they won't win. I don't know. Who, who's, your, who's your early, early Champions League pick? Barcelona. Barcelona. Interesting.
1: I I, I think like Messi's going to have another big season again. Still doesn't negate the fact that you're a World Cup flop, but still, he's going to have another big season. You know who I'm going, going really, you know you know I'm going I, with? I think is going to have a really big season. You know, I think this could be Coutinho's best season that he's had.
0: I think it's going to be a PSG Juventus final. Uh, see, no, that's 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 too
1: much of a narrative, man. Life doesn't work that way,
0: and I'm going with so, PSG. so so PSG event final and Juventus
1: win. Cristiano scores no, no. a winning goal, PSG, and, PSG. And, and, and it's a Buffon howler.
0: I think Buffon gets his Champions League against Juventus and Cristiano, but although maybe like if Cristiano gets to a final, is he going to lose it? Probably not. So, if, imagine the, <laughs> the the irony if Buffon at leaves and then. You meant win the Champions League the next season. That will be so messed up. That would be, be, be messed up, man. <laughs> but yeah, do uh, you got anything else you want to talk about,
1: man? Nah, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's you, it's cool. Have, how's your week been?
0: Like, you've been racially abused this week yet? Uh, I think it's, so. Yeah, I, I must have been. <laughs> I actually have been, yeah. You know what? All right. Actually, I don't know if this will make the podcast, but i and, and it, it's, it's, it's cool.
1: will. It will. It will. It will. It will.
0: I'm, I'm going to keep it quick. People that I've been having conversations and they think, like, do you know the things you say are going to give you racial abuse or do you just say them because you believe them? Like what? You mean like the whole Messi, Cristiano thing? Or yeah, yeah. So so basically, like, there's a thing where you will come out and say, like, your idols are frauds, things yeah. like this. And or just say, you know, Messi doesn't have a World Cup medal, Cristiano doesn't have a World Cup medal. And then football Twitter, which is it's not the greatest place. I guess that's maybe the nicest way to put it. Like, they come at you with racial abuse. Like, Hmm. do you know that that's going to happen, but you say it anyway? I mean, no, no. I mean, like, when I initially initially put out the whole thing of, Are you basically trolling people into racial
1: abuse? No, 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 I'm not. No, no, no. I 1000% believe what I believe. And my thing about it is that the more, like, it's so glaring. And the fact that people react that way so angrily makes me even double down and triple down because I'm like... You can't handle the truth, and because you can't handle the truth, you now results to racism. I thought that I know what I'm saying is right. Messi, you're you're like nobody has still answered me. In four attempts, you've not scored a single goal in a not in a knockout game. What kind of crap is that? You tell me you're one of the greatest of all time. You've not scored a single goal in a knockout game, and I'm sorry, man. I've seen the footage. I'm taking Mbappe at 19 over Messi at 19. I still
0: am. Sue me. I, I don't care what anyone says. So, like, are you surprised at the racial abuse at this point? Or is it just, like, this is kind of par for the course when I say these things? I'm trying to,
1: I'm trying to find the right word. Surprise isn't the, 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 the word. But it's just intriguing. Because for me, I'm like... It's, I mean, put it this way. It's, 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 it's almost like studying the human condition. <laughs> so, yeah. So you so idolize this guy who doesn't give a crap about you. He only uses you for his sponsorships, that he can use the money to help feed his family and friends. But you so idolize a dude that anyone that says anything against him, you will racially abuse them and threaten their life. Like Tancredi Palmieri, the Italian journalist, the guys were calling him fat, saying, I hope you die, I know where you live, all that kind of stuff. Because he said that, oh, Messi is wondering, why the hell is he on this list of um, bests of 2018? So it's like, it's baffling that people idolize this guy so much that they'd actually go to race and, like, it's like religion, you know? Sometimes it religion where like, it's this idealization, adulation, how you live your life around one guy, like look at the whole Christianity thing. Guys where have gone from being Real Madrid fans to Juventus fans because of a guy. That's crazy. <laughs> That's absolutely crazy. I mean, obviously, you you, you can't slap because you, you, you do the same thing with, with Vince Carter, but... <laughs> 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 i know i you you've been exposed you've been exposed my thing is that it's just cra- like why would you resort to racism that's that, that's basically that's what i want to find out why would you resort to racism because i've i've not insulted you i've just said that and i've not even insulted your idol i just said that your idol has flops at a World Cup, which he has you uh, and, and i, I just I said that this, your sorry. idol hasn't scored a single goal in a World Cup knockouts which he
0: hasn't do you think that the racism is just low-hanging fruit? Just basically, oh, he's black, so let's insult him with racism. So basically, if you were a white person who said these exact same things, what do you think mm. the insults would be, if any? Oh, no, no, I, I think it would be a lot more violent. Yeah, like, yeah, they would have no, to come at you, like, like I'll kill wait, you what? or strangle your yeah. mom.
1: Like, Palmieri is an Italian journalist. Right. So you can't use racism. So you'll just use, okay, let's see. Oh, he looks a bit fat, fat, but the main thing, I'll kill you <laughs> find him. But the, but the funny thing, though, is that guys think that, okay, if you now call me a nigger, I will be like, oh my gosh, you have said the N-word. I'll now be really angry and sad, but that's just a word. You saying that means that I will triple down and quadruple down and do it even more because by you saying that, you think that's like the kryptonite against black people, that once mm. you say that, that will really hurt them really badly and they will stop saying that and they'll start to cry and everything because you've said the magic word which kills them. So, was like uh, it's 2018. You say that I'm like
0: okay, fine. Your idol is still a chump. So I was curious about your it just you're kind of thinking about like the racist abuse because it's it gets out of hand. Like, do you block these people? Oh no, no. So I you mean, don't like, block. So you just let them keep. Yeah, keep yeah, yeah, it yeah.
1: yeah. No, no, because I like I like retweeting them and everything because like what's it <laughs> called? Like there's this, because, because, because there's a girl that like said like. Um, Or get a load of this uh, nigger. And this had about 20 likes. Wow. And I just sat back and was like, wow, look at all of these people who have liked this um, thingy. And I'm like, this world is a very funny place. And the funny thing is that a lot of these people are Indian or Pakistani. That are these like messy fanboys because I see the names and everything. And I'm like, that's just basically like human beings are a very strange weird species very strange <laughs> weird species did
0: you see yeah. like um the the article i sent you i think you did cuz cuz we had a little back and forth about it about the guy who like killed himself in india because messi yeah, didn't score mean, like, just, against some team yeah. world cup like the extent that people invest themselves in the lives of others and the accomplishments of others i've always wanted to have this conversation on this podcast and maybe we've had it before, but I'm not sure. I don't know if now's the place to have it because we're running a bit late. But the idea that... I, mean,
1: she... I, mean, I think we should do a special on that. I'd like to do a special on that, like, people's idealization. And I think especially in the wake of this whole Cristiano messi thing, like, is it healthy? Let's have, like, a
0: nice one-hour conversation just on that topic. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll save my point. That way it'll be fresh then. But, yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that'll come soon. But yeah, man, uh, this has been the Talking Tactics podcast. Remember, we do this every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on Twitter, at Talking Tactics. Instagram, at Talking Tactics. Facebook, at Talking Tactics. Would you believe it? SoundCloud, forward slash, Talking Tactics. Maybe it's a backslash. I never know the slashes. Um, Follow us on there. Hit the hearts if you like what you hear. Um, You can follow us individually at Daniel to look. Have Hope is at Have Hope Hunt. Carl's at Anchorman 616. Hopefully, he'll be back next week. Um, if you're listening on an Apple device, remember to hit uh, subscribe, subscribe to us. Leave a five-star review. If it's five stars, we'll read it on the show. Only five stars, though. Um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Hopefully some things happen. When, when, when is the charity shield? This week? Yeah,
1: this Sunday.
0: Oh, so cool. We'll have at least one halfway meaningful game to talk about. That that should be a good game, Pet vs. Sorry. Those uh the Napoli City games last season were pretty good, so hopefully we get something. Hopefully Hazard shows up, but it is what it is. This has been the Talking Tensors podcast. We thank you for listening. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always for the ball. Peace.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.